Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I am joined by Laura Lilly, the Light Path Collective's resident human design expert. Laura is going to talk us through the basics of human design and how it can really help us navigate our lives in the most effective way. You'll also get a little insight to my personal human design profile to give you a little taster of the wisdom you could gain by getting your profile also read. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the podcast, but also welcome to the Light Path Collective. I'm so happy that you have agreed to join and share your wisdom and your skill, but also your purpose and your passion with us. Hi. Yeah. Thank you. Really, really grateful to be here. Thanks for having me on. Just so we get going. uh, Yeah, we're so I'm so excited that you're finally here because just a little backstory. I have been bugging Laura. I don't know, three years maybe now, four years, five years (laughs) Um, to jump onto her calling, her her amazing gift, and um, selfishly wanting to share that on the collective, so you guys can also benefit from that and. Just to let you know, uh, many of you know that I'm based in Sydney. You'll notice Laura's accent is a gorgeous British accent, but she's actually based in Toronto, Canada. So whenever you're communicating with her, just keep that in mind, I guess. Yeah, don't let the accent fool you. I'm in in Toronto. I've been here for four years now, so it's been a good journey and definitely uh, Kirsten has been poking me to follow my path um, and I finally have taken the leap. So I do have to give a little head nod to Kirsten for that. Basically, I bullied her into it. No, just kidding. I <laughs> um, so let's kick off this chat, how I always love to kick off a chat. So I think sharing our favorite quotes is such an insight to our personalities and who we are. So what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote um, actually comes from my dad. Um, I think I was somewhere between the age of 10 and 18. I can't actually pinpoint when I heard this, but multiple times he used to always say to me, if you always do what you've always done, you'll <laughs> always get what you've always got. <laughs> the other one was don't ask, don't get. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I clearly know that because I've been asking <laughs> you, but um, that is, yeah, that is so true. And it's like that definition of insanity, you know, doing the same things over and over, expecting a different result. And that's why I created really the Light Path Collective so that we can adopt different skills and understandings and tools on our paths so that we can do things differently and get different results. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that I've, it's come up for me on multiple occasions in random parts of my life. Um, And then when it crops up, it's always a little reminder that um, sometimes I can be a little bit resistant to change. Um, And it just makes me think, you know, why why am I holding back from stepping into something new if what I'm doing isn't working? So it's always been a good reminder for me. So 
Thanks, Dad, for that one. Yeah, and I love it that it's your dad's wisdom, you know, something that, you know, as parents, um, you know, if you're a parent out there, you know, you say these things and and I love it how you said my dad always used to say, and it's like, yeah, we have to say things over and over and over Mm -hmm. again for it to penetrate. So don't give up on your message, parents. Um, (laughs) So let's dive in. Give us the 101 on human design. I am new to this myself. Um, what is it um, for those of us that have no idea about this really amazing and powerful modality? Yeah. Um, so big question, what is human design? Um, human design to me is a, is a real synthesis of ancient wisdoms. Um, it's basically a mixture of spiritual um, and science brought together. And so it brings together astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system, and also quantum physics. And so it really is a gift that's given to us at birth. Um, and it's our beautiful blueprint um, that we have at the very beginning of life. And so it's a relatively new uh, system. Um, it was transmitted through one individual, uh, Rahu Ruhu, um, which we can talk about on another uh, <laughs> another podcast in future. And um, that's the great story. But it's not a religion. I do want to be clear on that. It's not a religion. It's not necessarily a belief. Um, it's not dogmatic. Um, it really is one lens or modality to better understand yourself um, and an objective system based entirely on the moment that you were born. So it's a tool that really allows for inner inquiry Um, into further understanding yourself, your body, how your energy transitions throughout this lifetime. Um, From from the energy type that you have, um, it can really support the way in which you make decisions, how you respond to things, how you show up in the world. Um, And so ultimately, it's a a way of further understanding who you came here to be. Um, I do have to say, though, that most, most people who no human design didn't choose to to study it off their own back it it really is a modality that often presents itself at one stage or, or another and sparks curiosity this is how it actually came into into my path um it was born out of a conversation with some um really wonderful ladies who are beautiful souls that I was that I have been really close with and they've helped me on my journey of learning human design but it was a snowball effect from there um and then the next minute you know you're kind of knee deep in a in a bunch of language that you don't understand um and if that's you listening to this podcast um I really encourage you to be curious with it um it's a relatively new modality as I was saying but there's a lot to it and it really is based on your interpretation of it Um, So it can feel overwhelming to start if anybody's Googling right away as a beginner Mm. or if you know if you know a little bit about it. But it's all it's ultimately about you searching within yourself. And so when you read something, really think about like what it feels like to you, how it resonates with you, because it's that's a key example of where your inner wisdom can start to decipher what human design is to you. and ultimately, you will have the answers within yourself because it's a modality that's teaching you about yourself. So it's an, it's opening up your self-expression um, and re, reopening yourself to who you may have been 
when you were born, but throughout life, we're taught not to listen to our bodies. We're taught to move in a certain way. There's a lot of conditioning going on and society really shapes us to only really think with our minds. Um, And this is just a small way that helps us. Well, it's a big way if you use it in that way, but it's a way in which we can really start to re realign ourselves, re re reveal ourselves and so the learning, the learning never stops because um, your your life is moving forward and human design is present throughout your entire lifetime. And so it never stops. Um, so be curious with it. And of course, there are human design readers out there that can help you. And I've heard that the Light Path Collective is really good for that. So. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you, you've got one here. So I like, I kind of like that um, as you're speaking, I, I just kind of remember from my previous life in terms of my career, my last career, how I used to do things on like leadership style or personality type. And this mm-hmm. to me feels like it's this is like that so surface level. And like you say, you can be super conditioned mm-hmm. into those things. Um, and this is just feels to me a more authentic way to mm-hmm. look at ourselves through the type of energy that we are born with and hold and then how to use that energy in the most effective, loving, nurturing, nourishing way possible as we walk through all the phases and stages of our personalities and desires and needs and phases of our lives. Yeah, and it's something that I'm very interested in in my realm of work. Um, Full time, I'm I'm within the human resources space. And this is something that I think corporations could potentially be missing when we come to building teams, et cetera, because on personality tests that they often use within um, within a corporate environment, it, it can be affected by who you choose to be at work. And so mm. with human design, there is no hiding um, and and some of it might not resonate but then I would question with why it doesn't resonate because this is this is your planetary alignment and all the other modalities that I was saying brought together into one um so the quantum you really and so if it doesn't resonate that's that's fine um but I would just try and challenge yourself to think about why it might not and it could be because you don't know that as a part of your expression yet but yeah, or you weren't allowed to have that as part of your expression. And I just want to just a little side note here in terms of just a little bit of mirror work on Laura and just to share with you guys is that that question of purpose and everyone comes to me like, what is my purpose? And it's like, yeah, can you can you kind of hear through that thread of that story that Laura briefly touched on that, you know, at the moment she's working in human design. Um, she she's working in human design, but at the moment she's working in HR, and this has really primed and helped her and given her so many skills and information and reflections and observations that has probably energetically, or you know, has guided her to understand human design as the powerful modality that it is, and then like going on from here yes reading for people individually but reading you know the way I see it for her is really taking this into corporate world and how to make a big change that way so when people ask what your purpose is or what's my purpose it's also well how how strong is your patience and how willing are you to allow what is to be what it is to get all that it's out of it because I'm sure I don't really remember Laura but maybe probably the first time 
that I've read for you years and years ago, I'm sure it was probably along the lines of, oh, I don't love my career. I'm not sure I'm in the right career. And it was, I don't know what the guidance was, but I hope it was something like it's serving a purpose. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. But it all kind of, you can see it all serves a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you, you, you know, we have to navigate the, the realms of life right now. We have to navigate the societies in which we live in. And it's not to suddenly say that we're going to completely flip our environments, our living arrangements, yeah. the cultures that we move in. It's it's awareness. It's awareness that, you know, if I'm becoming frustrated at work, for example, why is that? And it could be that you make a conscious decision or a conscious choice that you know that part of your life isn't necessarily in alignment, but you push in other areas of your life to get that alignment and satisfaction so that you can start to live um, in alignment in parts of your life. We all have responsibilities. We mm -hmm. all have, you know, day-to-day -day, um, routines that we have we have to do, be it that we've got families or we've got responsibilities elsewhere. And so it's about recognizing where you can get those fixes. And, and for me, exploring human design over the last year and a half, two years, I say would be when I jumped in. Um, it's helped me recognize where I can get those alignment elements within my life, but also start to bring it into the areas where I don't have heavy alignment. Um, and so the blend for me around human human resources and human design, very human-centered, obviously. Yeah, um, you, you like people. Human and human. <laughs> Which is interesting because and you're so, obsessed with your dog, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, certain people, certain times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's you can start to see how there is similarities to what I'm doing and what I love about my full-time job and also how I can elevate that within personal work and private work. So how can human design then really help us? You just touched on it there, but really help us understand ourselves. Yeah. It can really give you the information that you need to start living in alignment and an intentional life period for me. And this is my, this is very much my interpretation of it. And that's the beauty of human design, as I mentioned earlier, is that how things resonate with you can really evolve your thinking of it and your self-exploration of certain parts of your human design and so it can... go back to that go back to that definition because it's not small what the... say that again human design can really help us to understand ourselves how because it oh now you challenge me to remember what i said no sorry <laughs> i know sorry basically is that it helps you understand who you are so you can live in alignment with yourself Yes. Yes. Well remembered. <laughs> and if, and so, it's because it hit me really strongly because if we don't understand ourselves and we're not living within alignment with ourselves, then everything will be off. And I know everybody listening here, Laura and I included, have had many experiences where we have made personal choices that are not in alignment with our truths and ourselves. And they have got, it has been a SHIT show and mm -hmm. because of this. So if we understand who we are, we can then make choices in alignment and I would imagine it just makes life more meaningful. It makes life I, not easier but there's more ease to the mm -hmm. decisions that we're making and there's greater permission to be ourselves fully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because the one of the this it's interesting that you say uh, permission because 
I feel that when you understand your human design, it's it's like this permission slip that says you can be exactly who hmm. you are. Oh, and love that. Once you've once you've re- rediscovered who that is and broken down any areas of conditioning or actually just enlightened yourself, you can really start to love and actually appreciate yourself through deeper understanding. And so there's a flip in respect of um you might be frustrated about something and you might get uh so one area of sign if if i'm if personally for me if i'm not in alignment i will feel frustration and i used to prior to understanding that that means you just need to look at what's not sitting and make a conscious decision to either keep sitting in it for a bit because this you know you're working on something or get the hell out of dodge and yeah change it And so, but you can start to see that and you can start to understand that, okay, the frustration means I just got to go and look at something. The the frustration doesn't mean I'm terrible at this. It doesn't mean Mm. that I'm useless. It doesn't mean, and all of these negative words that you give yourself and the, you know, I always, another quote is like, you never speak to yourself. You would never let anybody speak to you the way you speak to yourself. Yeah. And so it gives you that permission slip to be like, no, this is who I am and this is how I react and I'm okay with it. And it's okay that other people are different because I also understand that they have a different energy to me. They have a different strategy and it really, it can help you. It can help you understand how your energy moves with others, therefore improving relationships um, and generally again, through pure understanding and to maybe not think, take things so personally and all the way through to discovering your purpose and what hobbies and interests might suit you and why it's not shocking that they <laughs> you enjoy that. And um, as far as like the way you eat, um, not yeah, necessarily wow. what you eat, but the way you eat and the way you nurture and what I mean by the way you eat, um, whether you have more of a masculine or feminine energy to consuming food. And so um, as an example, just a sidestep, you know, if you have a, a masculine way of digesting, then you'll want to eat more regimented. So breakfast, lunch, dinner um, or supper, whatever, whatever it might be for you. But it's it's regimented, whereas I have a more I have a feminine direction with my eating and I've always noticed this but I never really understood it like one day I'll have breakfast at 6 a.m next I won't eat until midday and then and I'm fine and my energy doesn't really dip or fall but it's it's more flowy it's more in alignment to the way that I eat my, my partner for instance he's um very masculine in the way that he eats so it's like eggs for breakfast <laughs> this for yeah. lunch and this for dinner and I find that I will get like like I'll feel I'll feel bloated and just different if I do that whereas I I will eat more when I need to when I want to etc so it can help it can even help you with that um for those of you that are out there that have you know and I again I hear this a lot with clients like I don't know who I am anymore especially mamas that have a lot of um their energy poured into other people all the time it's really easy to get lost as women I think it's really easy for us to get lost so understanding your human design is probably going to be really vital to understanding how to best spend your time and how to best uh, know what it is that you need and how to get it. Yeah, exactly. And this might sound a little bit controversial when I'm describing how I greatly appreciate human design, but if if this doesn't resonate with you, um, 
you know, you don't have to, you don't have to believe any of it. You don't have yeah. to believe it's a choice. And so, but what I do encourage you is to open yourself up to the experience of it and experiment with it. And so try working with your energy one day, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of free tools out there where you can pull your, your, your chart and get a couple of points that we're going to cover today. Um, but try working with it and see, and see how it feels um, and take what resonates with you. Not everything might resonate with you, but there's the challenge as to why it doesn't make, why it might not resonate with you. And so it's, I would just say, be curious about it is, and that's how a lot of people fall into it is it comes onto your path and you start going, Oh, that makes sense to me. I'm going to start looking at that. There's Wayne Dyer used to talk about that. No one, and I'm going to misquote him, but like no one knows enough to know enough. So like, no one knows enough not to be curious <laughs> you know yeah. there's always something to learn yeah right, well let's let's learn let's dive in to a human design <laughs> reading experience um and just to preface this I have given Laura my date and time and place of birth um that she needs in order to do the chart am I using the correct terminology chart Yep. Yeah, so when we pull the body graph, we take the time of birth, the place of birth, um, and the date of birth. And and the more accurate you can be with all three of those things, the better. Um, place of birth can be city. It'll ask for the country, uh, country too. Um, but the more specific you can be around the time, um, because sometimes the your energy type can change based on the time. So it might change from morning to afternoon. It depends on the the planetary alignment. So the more specific you can be around the time, the better. Um, but if you don't have the time, play around with it. If you know the date and the place, great. Do like 10 a.m., you know, 3 p.m., midnight and see see the differences and see if it comes up. And so I have I have no idea what my human design is. I'm learning this um, as you guys are hearing it too. So hit me. Gosh, I hope I've got a really nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. It's great. And there's and again, that's the beauty of human design. There's no there's no bad. There's no bad. It's awareness. It's self awareness. And you know, it's the more you know about yourself, the more you can work with it and and challenge it in ways and challenge your own conditioning where it's where it will be there because everybody will have conditioning. Um, it's a, it's a fact of life right now. And so, when when I pull a chart, um, so I'll go through three particular areas. And so when I pull a chart, and what the chart looks like, it's it's kind of like a body outline, and it will have uh, the energy centers, which are similar to the chakra setup. And so you'll have nine energy centers. And the first thing that I can see from it is your energy type. Um, that is sometimes called personality within human design, but it's, it's, it's graciously referred to as energy type. Um, and there's five different energy types. Um, I can tell your strategy and I'm also able to tell your authority. So I'll go through those just to explain them. And so your energy type is your aura. So if you think of it as your your aura, it's your link to your personality. Um, it's really about how does your energy move through this world and how will it impact um, how will it impact you, the world, and how is it seen and felt by others? Mm -hmm. um, I'm a manifesting generator, for example, and so generally my aura is open and. Um, enveloping it can feel warm inviting welcoming um pretty energized um and it will be very drawing so it's almost like it's not radiate is radiating out but it's also radiating things in towards me 
So an example of that around people is often people will be quite drawn to me. Um, they'll suddenly feel a bit jazzed up <laughs> when they're around me. Um, that's partly because I have a defined sacral as well, um, which means I have access to life force energy, this abundant energy that I can share with others. Um, that's not saying that everybody just wants to be around me when they want to party. Um, I mean, they might, but um, it's really about sharing that energy to other with others and, and how they want to use it within themselves. Um, another example around that kind of aura is if I'm walking down the street and there's people advertising in the street, I know I will always get picked out for someone right. to come and chat to me and try and try and sell me something. But it's because it's it's my aura. It's inviting. It will bring it will bring people in. And I used to get really embarrassed about it. But once I learned this, I was like, oh, fair enough. Like they just want to chat and I, I seem approachable. So your energy type, again, is your is the way in which you're seen and felt and moved through this life um, by others as well. So then it then we'll look at your strategy. So your strategy actually comes from your energy type. And it's probably one of the most important bits of knowledge that the chart offers. Um, it provides key information about how you make the right choices for you and how you recognize when you're on the right path or, or where you may have dropped off that path or started to go down another path. So again, I'll use myself as an example. Um, my strategy is to respond. So my aura, again, as I mentioned, can draw things in. So it might draw opportunity. So I must I must take a responsive approach um, to opportunities that, that come my way. I'm not necessarily um, actively driving certain things. I'm responding to opportunities. So an example or a metaphor that I use is always, try before you buy it might not be the right opportunity for me but I'll give it a little go and test it out and that's partly to do with my manifesting um portion as well and so the manifester in me will want to initiate and create as much as possible but the generator part of me will really want to hone in and dive deep into something so before I do that I have to make sure that it's actually something that I'm aligned to um and if I wait to respond I will then have a better decision-making process in order to pick the things that really resonate with me. And so it's really it's really about taking action in response. And I can either choose something after I've tried it, or I can decide not to choose something after I tried it. But the act of responding is what I is what yeah, I need to do. Okay. And then the last bit. And then we have your authority. Um, so your authority is inner body consciousness. So again, we're always taught that it's it's we're taught these days that it's it's the mind that makes that makes these decisions, but it's actually to do with your inner body conscious more than the mind on its own. And so this is really around intuition. And so human design teaches us how to live by our own authority and how to make decisions that are correct for us. And though and although we often um, seek answers outside of us through our mind, we have a really trustworthy system internally that we need to tap into. And so we'll talk about yours because yours is actually similar to mine. Mm -hmm. um, Good, because but, like I think a lot of people always ask me, how do I strengthen my intuition and this is obviously going to be a really good tool mm -hmm. to help them on and how mm -hmm. to recognize it for them because everyone feels it differently obviously you, you know like you've just said that 
Yeah. Um, and so from the first view of your chart, if if you're interested in going away and getting a, a human body, a human body, a human design chart <laughs> for yourself, look at those three things in particular um, and die. I would say dive into those three things first before you move on to anything else, because they those are those are the foundations of what you want to take forward. So your energy type, the strategy and your authority, and it will be on the chart that you pull. And so when we look at when we look at yours, you are a projector energy type, um, which to me is no surprise you're in the work that you do um, because our, our, our wonderful projectors are, your aura is um, very, what I would say, penetrative. So from a, if I could describe it in a physical sense, if you were to put your hands out in front of you straight up, slap your hands together, um, and keep them, keep your arms out. You kind of create this cone image from your body. That's what your aura can feel like. So it will be felt um, by others as a very kind of focused and very penetrative aura. And so that can really feel like you can see someone in a way that they know you can see them. And so you have this inner guidance that's like you can almost see through the uh you can see through the crap <laughs> and you can see someone for who they are and get get to the bottom of things pretty quickly so it's um, just my ability to channel it's also my auric type you cannot bs me <laughs> I <laughs> absolutely and and it can feel it can feel um quite intimidating to others and so perhaps in social in social environments you might have felt oh I feel that person's a little bit off with me it's yeah. not necessarily anything personal it's that it's almost like they know that you know that they know and it's it's something that people have to get uh, comfortable with but it's also a huge gift so I don't you I, I do like to be honest like I get I get told a lot oh you're really confident and it's like I'm actually like quite shy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. um but yeah I get what you're saying like you know you kind of walk into a room and and you feel I'm like oh they don't like me why don't they like me and I get all I'm like quite insecure and shy if I'm really honest on the inside yeah. but if that's going on on the outside external to me yeah maybe yeah. that's and it's the you know if they don't know that that's your energy then they're not going to be as accepting to be like okay yeah you know I respect that it's a gift that they have and so projectors are really gifted in this way for seeing things for what they really are and if you are in alignment and honoring your your energy type you you see people on the inside that's that's how I really feel like I want to describe it to you is like you you are using your intuition to to guide others which is a big part of what you do um and it's not just that but I it's even away from your even away from your day job um it might be with random strangers that come up to you and you don't necessarily get to pick who you guide um you will attract the attention of others who are really drawn into your aura and really drawn into your gifts because they will also see what you have. They will also see your ability to see things differently and to see things for what they are. And so it, it provokes other people to share their thoughts with you to get their to get your thoughts so that you can help guide them and so naturally you'll 
you people will be drawn to you period of, of even from taking away from what you're doing now but do you think that people that are maybe naturally drawn to me in work or general life are only going to be those people that are willing to be seen yes and so you you don't often you won't often get to choose who those people are and we can talk about uh, that in your strategy in a moment mm-hmm. but you projectors are here to to guide that's ultimately part of your deliverance to to the universe in this lifetime um but it's only by invite it's not that you just start dishing out unsolicited advice and hit left right and center you're here to guide those who want to be guided and those who want to to use your gifts to take the direction in order for them to maintain and be in alignment with themselves and so I'll go on to your strategy because I think it will start to make sense. And so your strategy, the caption is waiting for the invitation. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is projectors are here to wait for the invitation to respond. And this will be for like big, big invitations. And it's about respond and it could be responding to feedback from a friend. And so an easy example is, as I mentioned, if if you've ever offered up random advice to a friend without an invitation, um, you could get feedback that you're bossy, controlling, you're trying to tell me what to do, um, but you have the best interests at heart. You want to help them. You see that something is wrong and you want to help them in that situation, but they're going, stop bossing me around. I didn't ask for your advice. Um, stop trying to control the situation. Yeah, I've definitely had that. <laughs> definitely <laughs> and it's not, that. <laughs> it's not Especially just from about partners friends. as well, like <laughs> in, in romantic life, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's important for you to wait for the invitation. And that's just one small area. You could find it in a work setting. You could find it if, in, if you're in um, a situation where you do have to give feedback to somebody as part of a job, like if you're in management, um, you do have to give that feedback. But the way in which you do that is something that you would now you know this, you can start to develop and start to ask the question and ask the question of the invitation. Um, and it's an incredible resource. This isn't, although you're waiting for the invitation, it's an incredible resource that other energy types are also gifted about having access to. Um, because you can provide that guidance and direction without trying too hard because you can just naturally see it. And we're we're often told that, you know, we should really work hard and, and it's okay, you know, if you're if you're trying, you just keep trying again, keep trying again. But your gifts often come quite naturally. Mm. Um, but in society, we're told that we've got to work harder and keep pushing and do all this stuff. And so when something comes quite naturally, we almost feel a bit guilty about it because it's like oh this shouldn't be easy like and then there's comments of like oh well it's easy for you and it's like yeah it is it's great actually (laughs) and like I found that you know in my previous work in leadership I hated leadership because I felt leadership hated me but it was probably just that penetrative nature of my aura and then my job was to give feedback to guide to lead these you know teams and they I probably did it in a really a abrasive way without that intention at all and I'm the feedback I often get from people that know me really well is that like oh you think really quickly 
And like, I get really frustrated with people that don't like, can't you just see that? Like, come on, let's go. Um, and I make decisions quite, quite quickly. Um, so if I had known this back then, I think it really would have impacted my ability to maybe be more effective in leading in, in more structured environments. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great example of how you've taken what human design has to offer and it's resonated with you. And that's something that you can, you can explore further as well. Um, but it's the, the, the important part about that is that, so as I mentioned earlier, sometimes there's things in life that we can't change overnight, but knowing that in your management style, if you were giving feedback, you might have asked the question around, um, you know, are you open to some advice right now? Because then if they say yes, then there's an open invite. And the thing with about being invited as a projector is that you have all of this wisdom. If you give it unsolicited, it will not be heard in the way in which you intended it. Yeah. Therefore, you're you're hurting yourself because as part of your gift, you want to feel you want to feel appreciated and successful in your advice giving and your guidance. But if it's unsolicited or uninvited, the reverse is going to happen. And then you start to get into your not self theme, which, again, we can go on to in another session, but of like bitterness of like, well, why didn't they appreciate me? Yeah. I, I know things. And you start to get that kind of like bossy big sister of why didn't you do it my way? But it's it's about guiding. It's it's guiding when guidance is needed not when you feel guidance is needed or requested by another not when you feel it's needed and that's why reading is so aligned because people are booking mm-hmm. in or connecting with me and they're asking and then so it just flows so easily yeah yeah and the, the interesting thing you mentioned around the way in which you make decisions, you make decisions too quickly sometimes. And so your authority is your solar plex um, center and you actually have a design uh, designed a defined solar plex. The solar plexes are the emotional center. Um, so I resonate with this because I'm, I'm a, uh, a emotional authority as well and so this is a motor center so a motor center means it generates energy it generates action through emotions and so will because it's defined you will have an emo a defined way of dealing with emotions which will come in waves and so because it's a motor energy as i mentioned it's got the energy behind it it will your emotional wave will be constant so it will be flowing all the time and so it's important for you to when you're making decisions is to allow that emotional wave to happen. Now, this isn't just a phrase of sleep on it. And it might be, it can be that you wait months, years until you've gone through the emotional wave for that particular decision. Um, because your mood will change, your mood will change. You know, if you go to bed, if you're un- angry in the afternoon, by the evening, you might be like, yeah, I'm over it now. Um, and it was just in that moment, you know, if you're angry, we're not going to make decisions when we're angry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so it's you need take, to take the time to think about the decisions that you're making. And a really good motto for uh, emotional authority is there's no truth in the now. And it's to really give your time yourself time to think. And so patience is something that's really important. 
I find it really testing personally. It's something that I've had to really work on because I've always thought of myself of being really spontaneous. Um, but actually spontaneity as part of an emotional authority is not the best course of action because you need that time to think about whether you actually want to do something. And I'm not saying like if someone called me now and said, do you want to go get ice cream? I'm Yes, I'm going to go and get ice cream because I love ice cream. But if someone called me and said, hey, do you want to move countries? I'm going to say like, oh, <laughs> you know, the first part of me would be like, that sounds like a great idea. But now I know this about myself. I'm going to take a step back and say, I'm going to think on that. I'm going to wait because for my first emotion of my wave is excitement. That's great. Traveling. Great. This is fantastic. Second wave might be, oh, but I miss my family and this is important and that's part of me. And then the next wave might be, you know, what about my job? Am I am I now scared of that because I'm not going to have consistent income, et cetera. And so the end of, say, a month's period, month's time, I might say, actually, no, that's not for me. But initially I would have said yes. And so yeah, I think like, and also just because obviously I'm an intuitive, it, it, mm-hmm. when I know I know. And when I don't, I really struggle. And mm-hmm. so I, when I'm in indecision, it's re- it's really hard f- mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I'm, and I'm often like, you know, if you guys listen to the very first episode of the podcast, being told, you know, this is maybe my path. It took me a really long time to go through all those emotional waves to to get to that point where I completely surrendered. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know one or two years after I was actually told and I do like that about myself that when I need to I will give myself space but when I also know because of my channel I know and that's totally Mm -hmm. fine and my understanding of the solar plexus chakra in the chakra systems you know spiritually or energetically is this is you know like you say our life force our creativity our ability to um, bring ourselves out into the world, but it's also a massive um, center for creativity, um, femininity, sorry, and tapping into my feminine energy is something that I can do easily in my work in this, but in, in life I'm probably more projector, more like boom to the point. And so for me to balance those two things out is is something that I consciously and consistently have to, in inverted commas, practice or bring awareness to and challenge myself within yeah yeah and and that's great insight that you are aware of how the energies play and so how your energy type will play will run well how your energy type influences the way in which energy runs through you because emotions if we look at the word emotions it's emotions Mm. which is energy in motion yeah and so the wave that you have is once you say it like that it feels very um, relatable it feels it, it feels very tangible because you can make sense of it and so often people with emotional defined emotional solarplex authority actually don't like making decisions and it's usually a learned behavior because then you may have leaped into a decision before and then later regretted it and wondering why you accepted that invitation or why you accepted to do that particular task because now you don't feel aligned to it. Now you don't feel like it's something you want to do. And that could easily that could be as simple as someone invited you to a party on Monday, which was on Friday, and you Monday, you're like, yeah, sure, I'm ready for it. You get to Friday and you're like, I'm no, I, I actually don't want to go. And so 
it's that that time that you give yourself to wait, ride the emotional wave, um, really allows you to to do things that are aligned with you and to not necessarily follow the spontaneity because it can it can cause chaos for you <laughs> ultimately because you'll you'll pick and say yes to things that you you haven't given yourself time to think about so this has just been like a tiny little snippet into some type of insight you can get out of a reading and there's so much more that we can get out of this conversation but we don't want to keep you here all day on the podcast so if this sparks an interest in you or curiosity in you, Laura, how can we work with you? How can we um, get in touch with you? Great. So I've um, I've opened up a, a Instagram page, which is human underscore design underscore with underscore Laura Lily. And um, that is a relatively new page. So there'll be more content drip feeding through there soon. And um, I'm available on the Light Path Collective under the services area. I've got two offerings. One's a, a written synopsis and the second one is a full reading. So you'll get the written synopsis as well as a deep dive. We'll go much deeper than we did today and um, focusing on your energy type, your authority, your strategy, your profile, as well as your incarnation cross in the first reading um, and follow the conversation where it where it resonates with you and, and go from there. So that first, just to reiterate, that first reading is if you order it, it, it's a written reading, it will be delivered into your inbox 48 hours post booking time. So you book a time Correct. just to give Laura the guidance of when it's basically due. And so it will land in your inbox. But if you um, partner that with an actual reading, which obviously suggests that you do. Um, you'll book in a time. The written synopsis will land in your inbox within 48 hours post that time. And within there, Laura will have an invitation to set up a Zoom consultation where you'll actually have time with her to ask questions and Laura can talk you through the report. Yeah, correct. Amazing. All of that information will be in the show notes. Um, also, a reminder to jump over to the Light Path community on Facebook. Laura is active there as well. So if you've got any questions, shoot there. Or we would love you to share your experience of human design if you have one. But, Laura, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your purpose, and your passion with us. Um, I think people are really going to benefit from this. So thank you. You're more than welcome. And yeah, here for here for questions. If anybody has any, hit me up on uh, Instagram or through the collective. Thanks for having me. Welcome. We look forward to seeing you next episode on the Light Path podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.